Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, all right. Freedom Friday is finally here. Some of us are still waking up. Come on now. Some of us could probably use like an extra couple of hours uh, of rest. You know, that's the way I feel. You know, maybe I was taking care of my little, my little, my little one yesterday. And she can wipe you out. And I know, and I'm sure that Pastor Jason will agree. And that's why he's drinking Postello. I have my cup already. I'm ready for second and third one this morning. But you know, God is so good, my brothers and sisters. We are in First Chronicles 24. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this is the day that you have made, Father. We come before you, Father, and I, we pray, Lord, that let it be you, not us, Father. God, you speak to our hearts this morning. I thank you for everyone who is watching and listening and those who are going to watch and listen later. Father, I pray that you that you would just touch our, our lives, our homes, and our families, Father. And again, I just thank you for this day, and we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, all right. Stretch if you need to. And Pastor Jason with us. All right. Good morning. Can you hear me all right? Amen. Awesome. Awesome. First Chronicles 24, and I am reading from the New King James Version. Now, these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And Nadab and Abihu died before their father and had no children. Therefore, Eleazar and Ithamar ministered as priests. Then David and Zadok, the sons of Eleazar, and Ahimelech of the sons of Ithamar divided them among according to the schedule of their service. There were more leaders found of the sons of Eleazar than of the sons of Ithamar, and thus they were divided. Among the sons of Eleazar were sixteen heads of their father's houses, and eight heads of their father's houses among the sons of Ithamar. Thus they were divided by lot, one group as another, for there were officials of the sanctuary and officials of the house of God, from the sons of Eleazar and from the sons of Ithamar. And the, the scribe Shammai, the son of Nathanael, one of the Levites, wrote them down before the king. The leader, Zadok the priest, Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, and the heads of the father's houses of the priests and Levites, one father's house taken for Eleazar and one for Ithamar. Now the first lot fell to Jehoreb, the second to, to Dejiah, the third to Haram, the fourth to Serim, the fifth to Machijah, the sixth to Mijim, the seventh to Hekaz, the eighth to Abijah, the ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Shechaniah, the eleventh to Eliashib, the twelfth to Jacob, the thirteenth to Hupa, the fourteenth to Dashib, the fifteenth to Bilga, the sixteenth to Emer, the seventeenth to Hazer, the eighteenth to Hapazes, the nineteenth to Pethahiah, the twentieth to Jezebel. <laughs> Jehezekiel, the 21st to Jachin, the 22nd to Gamul, the 23rd to Deliah, 
the 24th to Maziah. This was the schedule of their service for coming into the house of the Lord according to their ordinance by the hand of Aaron, their father, as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. And the rest of the sons of, of Levi, the sons of Amram, Shubael, the sons of Shubal, Jediah, concerning Rehabiah, of the sons of Rehabiah, the first was, was Ishia. Of the Israelites, Jelamah, of the sons of Jelamoth, Jahath, the sons of Hebron, Jeriah was the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, Jechamim the fourth, of the sons of Uziel, Mekah, of the sons of Mekah, Shemer, the brother of Mekah, Ishiah, of the sons of Ishiah, Zechariah. The sons of Mar Marari were Mali and Mushi, the sons of Jeziah, Benno, the sons of Merari by Jeziah were Benno, Shoham, Zakor, and Ibri. Of Mali, Eleazar, who had no sons, of Kish, the sons of Kish, Jehermil. Also the sons of Mushi were Mali, Elder, and Jeremoth. These were the sons of the Levites according to their father's houses. These also cast lots, just as their brothers the sons of Aaron did, in the presence of King David, Zadok, Ahimelech, and the heads of the father's houses of the priests and Levites. The chief fathers did just as their younger brethren. Amen. Amen. Oof, man, oh man, oh man, all those names, you know, all those names. You know what? And I, I'm kind of kind of figuring out that sometimes when it comes to all these names, if you read fast enough, nobody can tell what the name was. And they just go along with it. You know, because I try to I try to pronounce these things and forget it. Forget it. But praise God that my son and of course my daughter Sandra, they do a good job for me. <laughs> But you know, all these, all these names, all these names, and all of these different, you know, jobs that these guys had and their precisions and everything, it just goes and shows you that there is order, that God has a certain order of things. And if he didn't have order, there'll be chaos. You know, there'll be chaos and who's in charge and who's not in charge and who's doing what. And pretty much the chronicles and this, and even in this, this chapter that it talks about all these names and position, you know, it talks about, it, it's, it's all about having order in the house of God. And pretty much the Chronicles all speak about, you know, First Chronicles and Second Chronicles, uh, it speaks about these, these positions, you know, and, and, and all that. But, you know, when we read this, for us may not mean anything, you know, because we read all these names and we go like, oh, okay, I read all these names, now what? You know, but there is a certain order of things and the Lord, you know, has written them down in the word. And the reason why, you know, it has all this stuff in here in scripture, it is because there will be times, you know, of exile for the people of God. You know, they, they and, and once you are in exile, sometimes you might forget where you came from. And God always wanted to put instructions out there to help them. You know, so when they came back to Jerusalem, when they came back to Israel, you know, after being in exile, they will be able to reconnect with their God. They will be able to reconnect who they were. I know, I know, and I'm just thinking about this. You know, I'm Spanish, you know, and my grandparents were from Puerto Rico. And sometimes, you know, I have to think, you know, how did they do it back then? You know, how, how did they do it in Puerto Rico? How, you know, how did they live and everything it was totally different. So yeah, if I need to identify with them, I need to do a study of them. And, and this is what the Lord was putting in scripture. He was putting in scripture so that the house of God will be reminded, 
you know, because there is an inheritance that they had and, and God wanted to direct them and in that in, uh, inheritance. And that's what the book of, uh, of Chronicles shows us, you know, because he wants to show us, you know, and, you know, how David was connected and how David was connected in the language of, of David, you know, in the past and the line of David in the throne. So that way the people would not forget it. Also, the Chronicles were there, you know, to to show, talked about the temple, you know, and the rituals of the temple and focusing on God because God will always wanted to draw people to himself. Also goes into the importance of the music and in, in, in Chronicles in worship to God. So that was an important thing, you know, of worship to the Lord. It also goes into, you know, a lot of times we don't want to hear this, but it goes into the power of, of God's people when they obey versus versus the punishment for disobedience. And that's why scripture is so vital because God does not only show us what to do, but he's also showing us what not to do. <laughs> that way we will not fall into the traps of the enemy. So order was very important, you know, and, it, and, you, and order today, you know, I look around today and I see how much disorder it's all around us. Come on, let's be real. There's a lot of disorder around us. You know, most of our, our governmental leaders, you know, have turned their backs on God. You know, God has tried, has tried, they have tried to remove God from the, they remove God from the schools. They try to remove God from all other places. But we see that there's, when you remove God, there's disorder. Come on. There's disorder because there's no reference. There's no reference. And we see and we see that also just recently with all the stuff that is going on in Israel and all this stuff and all these universities across this nation and overseas, how, how the students are rising up against Israel and applauding Hamas. You know, I'm not here to do a political thing or anything, but these are the facts that, you know, all these students who have who are being taught, you know, but they're not being taught how to how to think they're, they're they're given the way of how to think because a lot of these individuals are just following the crowds there's no order in this and they're going by the motions they're going by what they see other people doing and they're going along with it because when you start to read and you start to understand you know what's happening there is order because you can see the right from the wrong and these students don't see the right from the wrong, you know, because they have been taught to think a certain way. And that's why it's important for us that we have the word of God and the word of God gives us instructions. The word of God gives us the way of doing things and the way of God shows us, you know, what is right and, and what is wrong, you know, and there are consequences to our actions, you know, and that's why it's so important for us, you know, you know, to have order, you know, even though everybody else may not have order and everything else looks crazy. But we have a father who loves us and a father who has provided for us and a father who has made a way that in the midst of all these crises, we can have peace, we can have joy and we can have laughter, you know, and order is important for our own lives. Don't tell nobody, but I know that I have a garage that needs a lot of straightening up. 
there is a lot of disorder in my garage right now, you know? So I have to make time and I have to get in there and straighten that out, you know? So there are times that in our lives that things are all over the place. Come on now, all over the place. Because you know how it is. You're going to have visitors coming to your house and guess what you're doing? You're, you're, you're vacuuming, cleaning, you're vacuuming, you're dusting, you're straightening out, you're, you're trying to make everything beautiful, you know, putting all this order back into your house. We all do that. Now, one of us is exempt from that, you know, and, and, and we bring order to it. And that's why it's so important that, that, that we look at the word of God and see that there is order, you know, in the Lord. There's order because he says in, in 2 Timothy 3, one through, uh, one through five, I'm just reading a couple of verses here. He says, for know this, that in the last day, there will be perilous times to come. In other words, there'll be dangerous times that are going to come in the last days. And pretty much, I believe that we are in the last days, you know, with all that is going on and all that is happening, that we are in the last days. But look what he says. He says in verse two, for men will be lovers of themselves. Isn't that what you see today? that it's all about me, that it's all about how I think, it's all about, you know, how I feel, you know, or how I see things, and everybody is going in their own direction, they're lovers of themselves, lovers of money, they're, they're booster, they're boasting, they're, they're proud, they're blasphemous, you know, disobedience to parents, come on now, <laughs> look at the disobedience to parents, you see that every time you go to the supermarket, every time you go to the supermarket, you see the little ones throwing themselves on the ground, screaming and hollering just to get attention. And guess what? Most of the time, the parents just bow down and give them what they want. You know, that's disorder, you know. And God is telling us that we need to have order. It also goes into version three that they are unloving, unforgiving, slanderous. You know, you know they have no control of themselves. What you see on TV all the time, the news, what you see on TV all the time, you know, that they're uh, uh, headstrong. They're harshly. You know, they, they love pleasure more than they love God. So we can we see here that, you know, when you have uh, disorder like this, you know, because we are in the last days and, and men will be lovers of themselves, you know, and they will try to look like they're good. They'll try to perform like they're good. But technically, they're out of order. And that's why we need to make sure that we focus on the Lord because he's the one that's going to help us. He's the one that's going to give us peace. He's the one that's going to give us joy. Because in the midst of all of this of this disorder that is going on, we can have peace. We can have joy. Because the word of God says that greater is he that is in you. Come on now. That is in you than he that is in the world. You know, so the Lord has us. The Lord has us. You know, he has our backs. You know, and he's there to give us strength. He's there to hold us. He's there to show us the way, you know. And, and in 2 Timothy 4, 7, 7 and 8, you know, Paul said, you know, at, at, at the end of his walk with the Lord, he said, I have fought the good fight. Come on now. I have fought the good fight. So this walk that we're in, it is a fight. You know, nobody said that you're going to become a Christian and everything was going to be peachy cream. Everything's going to be roses. Everything's going to be smelling good. You know, it's not going to be no more headaches. It's going to be no more harsh, you know, hard, hard things that we have to do. But he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
you know, he says, I have kept the faith. We need to keep our faith. You know, we need to keep our focus on God. We need to make sure that we turn to him, turn to him. And he is there to help us because he says here in verse eight, you know, second Timothy four, verse eight says, finally, there is laid up for me, you know, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give to me on that day. And not only not and not me only, but also, but also to all who have loved his appearance. In other words, to all who are looking for the Lord, for all who are seeking God, who all that, that are keeping their vision on the Lord, that we have a crown. But guess what? We have to make sure that we maintain ourselves and that we don't get confused and we don't go into doubt and fear with all the stuff that we see around us because it can drive you crazy. You know what? I have chosen not to even watch the news anymore. Why? Because there's so much lies, there's so much confusion, there's so much division, and you don't know which way to turn. Well, guess what? I turn to the Lord. He is my strength. He is my guy. And the things that I need to look into, I look into those things. But guess what? I don't want to listen to negative stuff that's not going to edify me because you can get lost. Even, even with this little thing that we call that we call cell phones, you know, you get in here and you put a certain topic and you get all of this information. Sometimes it could become overwhelming with what's happening around us. And that's why we have to make sure that we focus on what is good and what's, what is right. I remember growing up and when I was younger and that, to me, that seems that that was the other day, but it was a long time ago, a long time ago. You know, and, and and I remember being in school and they had a thing, they had a thing that you don't even hear, you don't hear about it any longer, but they had a thing called a pledge of allegiance to the flag, you know, something that is unheard of in today's society, unheard of. You know, you probably ask one a young kid today, what is a, a, a pledge of allegiance to the flag? They ain't gonna know what you're talking about. They're not gonna understand. You know, but we used to do this every morning. I remember, I remember like if it was yesterday, you know, standing there, you know, and the whole classroom would stand. And then you would say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We used to say this all the time. And then on top of that, afterwards, you will have that moment of prayer. You guys remember prayer? Do you guys remember prayer in school back in the day? I don't see too many hands going up. Oh, I see one. I see two or oh, three. You see, <laughs> it was a long time ago. But you know what? We had that time of silence that we can pray, that we can do a, a prayer, you know. And guess what? That started us on a good path for the day. You know, that was a good starting point for the day of learning. And you know what? And, and, it, and it didn't destroy me because we were doing that. It didn't make me crazy. It didn't make me, you know, because they keep saying that they have to remove all this stuff because it was not good. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing this. But guess what? You know, if God is in the middle of it, it is a good thing. And God was in the middle of it, you know, and, and we did that and it kept us focused. But in today's society, none of that is talked about. You know, Paul speaks about, you know, the things that I 
I know that I shouldn't do, I do. And the things that I shouldn't do, I do. So there is an inner battle going on sometimes. And we ourselves, you know, we're thinking, well, what, what should we do? Should we do this or should we do that? And sometimes we can get stuck doing the wrong thing. But God is calling us. He's calling us to, to be still. He's calling us to look into his word because he put it there for a reason. He put, he put it there so that way we can have order in our walk with him, not disorder. You know, he, he, he put it there so that we can see that, that we do have blessings. Come on now, that we do have blessings coming our way, that he hears us when we pray. Come on, you, you know, that when we pray, we don't pray just because we're doing that repetition. We pray because we're speaking, we're communicating with God. You know, when we worship, it's because we're acknowledging who he is, my brothers and sisters. And in today's world that we live in, sometimes you don't see that. Sometimes you don't see that. And God is calling us back to order, back to, you know, I, I believe back to where I started from, you know, guess what? I started with prayer. I started with prayer. That was the way I would, you know, if I didn't pray when I was a little boy, my grandma used to take me, she used to make me kneel down and she used to make me say those prayers before I went to bed. You know, everybody was praying before they went to bed. You know, and sometimes people will say, well, that's harsh. You can't do that. But you, I thank my grandparents. I thank my titis and my uncles, the ones that were constantly preaching Jesus to me. Because guess what? They are the ones that have prayed for me and their prayers have been heard. And that's why today I can be here before you and I can say, you know, I thank God for them because they paved a way for me that I have never forgotten who this God is that we serve, that our God is for us, not against us, that he walks with us, that he never abandons us, that he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. He is constantly watching over us, even when we make mistakes. Come on. Even when we turn our backs, because who hasn't turned their backs on the Lord? I raise my hand right here, right now. I have done it in the past. I've gotten to a point that I, you know, that, you know, well, you know, I don't think, you know, I'm not going to do this, you know, and guess what? Holy Spirit, comes back and Holy Spirit nudges you again and Holy Spirit sends somebody to speak to you. And again, you're back on track again. And that's why it's so important, so important that we stay focused on the Lord. You know, my wife has a certain verse that she loves, you know, and it, and it is Psalms 46, you know, 10. And, and we actually have that in our bedroom, you know, and we have that in other parts of the house. And it's, 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 it's a very well-known verse what he says be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god he says i will be exalted among the nations i will be exalted on the earth you know and then it goes into verse 11 the lord of hosts is with us the lord of hosts the lord of god's army is with us and the God of Jacob is our refuge. Come on now. So he's telling us, he's telling us, with all the chaos that goes on and all the stuff that you're hearing, he's telling us, be still. Don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. Don't think that this is the end. You know, God has you. God has you. He has not forsaken you. That's why he has given us his word. That's why he has given us these passages so that we can see that he is a God of order. You know, and he has said certain things in his place. And sometimes in the midst of all the crisis, we can forget. Come on. We can forget, you know, who this God is. And sometimes, you know, we have to be still. 
Because what happens when you're still, you're not moving around. You're not looking to the left. You're not looking to the right. You're being still. And when you are still, then you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit ministering to you and speaking to you. When you are still, then you can hear a clear voice of God telling you, I love you. You are mine. You are my son. You are my daughter. And I hold you in the palm of my hand. That's what the Lord is saying. He says, I am the potter and you are the clay. That means a, a, a potter is there. He has his hands wrapped around the clay and he's foaming it. He's molding it and he's shaping it. You know, and as long as we are in his hands, we have it made. Guess what? Because we are protected. Yes, sometimes things are difficult. Yes, sometimes things don't make any sense. Come on now. Sometimes things don't make any sense. Sometimes you're, you're, you're scratching your, the, the top of your head, you know, and if some of you got hair, I don't, you know, but I just got my, my skin right here. You know what I mean? But, you know, you're wondering, well, how the heck, you know, you know, how, what else can happen? What else can happen? And God is saying, I got you. I got you. Sometimes you just got to stop and you got to say, Lord, I'm here. And I thank you for your presence. And I thank you for making a way. And I thank you for bringing order into my life, into my home, into my children, you know, into my grandchildren. Come on now. When you have grandchildren, they are, they're, they're special, you know, and, and because they're coming from your children, you know, and, God, and that's a blessing of God, you know, and we have to be grateful. And we have to be thankful for what the Lord is doing and what the Lord has done, because he's constantly telling us here again, you know, be still. Know that I am God. I am your refuge. I am your strength. And I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And I will never abandon you. Even when you go through the storms of life, even when you feel that you are at the end of your rope, God is telling you, no, 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 because I still got you. You see, God will never let us go. His hand is always extended to us. It is us that walk away sometimes. It is us that pull away sometimes. It is us you know, that get upset sometimes and, and, and you know, and, and we just lock down, you know, and we don't know what to do. But God is telling us, come on, I am here for you. I am here for you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. And I will take you through this. And again, I'll go right back, right back to my favorite verse, you know, Psalms 23. Come on. that's my Since I was a little boy when I had hair, back in the day when I had hair. I, I, that was have always been my favorite verse, you know, because, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, I have what I need. I have the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, God is with me. I have what I need because why he provides, you know, it's as though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the knowledge. When I go through my storms, when I go through the darkness, when I go through the fire, I will go with you. Because it says that you're going through it. You're going through it. And we're all going through something. Come on. We're all going through something. None of, none of us are exempt from all this. We are all going through something. You know, but God, God is in control. God has you. God has this. You know, you have not been forsaken. So my brothers and sisters, you know, this particular chapter, you know, I read it. And the only and the big basic thing that I got out of it is order. You know, God wanted order. God wanted 
uh, his people to always have something to look at their history, who they are, where they came from, you know, how to do things, the do's and the don'ts. That's that's why Chronicles was written that way. They would not forget. It was a it was a, a, a map that they can follow and doing things the right way. We have today the whole scripture, the whole word for beginning to end. Every chapter, every word here in this in this book, you know, is words of life, words of life. And God is telling us that we win, that you win, that you're going to win, that you're winning that. Come on, Carlos, you're winning. Come on, Nicole, you're winning. You know, Jenny, you're winning. Come on, all you guys, you all, all winning. Why? Because you have come out this morning and you have said, I'm going to make God first this morning. I'm going to have this time with the word. I'm going to, I want to draw closer to God, you know, and whatever time that you take throughout the day, whenever that is, whatever that is, you know, you have that intimate time with the father because the father wants to have intimate time with you. And he calls you his friend. He calls you his daughter. He calls you his son, you know, and he's constantly there waiting for us to have that time. So sometime throughout the rest of this, this week is done. Come on, it's already Friday. And you go, yeah, Friday. You know, Saturday's around the corner. You know, spend that time with the Lord. Spend that moment with the Lord and be still. And know that he is Lord, that he is God. And he has this. He has you and he has me. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. No weapon. So whatever it is that you're going through, surrender it to the Lord and say, Father, you have this. I don't want to carry it no more. You carry it for me. And he will lift it up and he will take it from you and he will carry it for you. And your victory is right around the corner. Your promises are right around the corner. Never give up. Never quit. But move forward in the Lord because the best is yet to come. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your promise, Father, that you promised that you will never leave us. You promised that you will never forsake us. You promised that you will never abandon us. But you promised us always that you are there for us, Father. And despite what goes on, despite what we hear, despite what we see, we need to trust in you. So this morning, we trust in you, Lord. I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice, Father God, that you would just bless them, that you would just encourage them, Holy Spirit, that you would just heal their bodies, Father, whatever it is that is going on, Father, their minds, physical, spiritually, Father, financially, Lord God, meet their needs, meet their needs for their home, for their family, their husbands, their wives, their relationship, their children, oh Lord God, because you were said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, Father, so I pray for the families, I pray for your healing in the families, Father. And I pray, oh Lord God, that you will keep them from harm. Put a hedge of protection around every single one of them, Father. And I just speak life. And I just speak peace. And I just speak joy over them. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. And again, Lord God, I just thank you for today. Help us, Father, that when we are still, that we can hear your voice, that we can hear your word. I thank you in advance. And I thank you what you're going to continue to do in their homes and family. For this I ask and this I declare in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, guys. You guys have a blessed weekend. 
For those that I'm going to see on Sunday, I will see you there. Love you guys. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Love you.